0: Slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions.
1: Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at hillvarsityclub.com. Hale Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back of house positions now at HaleVarsityClub.com.
2: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK Meathead Test Kitchen.
1: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And we are here for the people and the people want to know more about protein. I think it (laughs) may be the most asked question on any platform for anybody, it seems like.
2: Yes. um, Protein is protein makes the world go round, apparently, is what I've learned from, you know, the year and a half that we've been doing podcasting. Everybody has questions about it. People are always arguing about it: how much, when, what, um, the whole nine, like everybody, everybody everywhere talking about motherfucking protein. So we're going to talk about it, too. Because we talk about it a lot. so
1: (laughs) We covered Protein 101 in episode 29, Protein for the Gains, where we also discuss how much protein one should be eating. However, today we're going to answer your specific questions on whether there are good and bad proteins, plant versus whey, and protein's role in body composition. So let's get to it.
2: Guess who's back better, but none are quote unquote bad. Mm. Um. So this is one of those things where it's like, hey, we're going to give you a warning. The quality of your protein is very important. The aim of that being that you want to try to focus on the completeness of your protein. Yes. So, OK. Spoiler alert. We're, we're about to get really fucking nerdy about protein <laughs> right now. So what is a complete protein? Complete proteins are generally animal proteins or soy. Um, So complete proteins mean that they have everything that you're looking for in a protein source. They've Mm. got the aminos. They've got all of the the shit that you need. We could get even nerdier about this, but
1: we'll save that Uh, either for TikTok answers or an entirely different episode.
2: Yeah, because I feel like we have to do a whole episode on BCAAs alone. We haven't even touched Mm. amino acids yet. So we'll talk about that more because amino acids are what make up a protein. Again, we've talked about that in episode 29 as well.
1: Um, so basically you can dress up your protein any way that you want to, to make sure that you're getting enough intake in a day. Um, all you have in the covered mac and cheese, throw a can of tuna in there, have a salad, throw some tuna or canned chicken. Or if you've got some deli meat, cut that up and throw it in there. You got some crackers, make tuna or chicken salad with a little bit of mayo. And you've got a snack or a quick lunch. Hell, you could take cottage cheese and just throw a can of tuna in there. And it's like fucking protein all day.
2: Seriously, adult Lunchables. Like, if I drop the ball at my house and it's, like, 3 o'clock and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to eat because it happens to everyone. It happens to us, too. Like, we have to remind ourselves to have snacks. Otherwise I just don't eat. But, um, one of mine is adult Lunchables where I'll just cut up a bunch of deli Turkey and some mm-hmm. like cheddar cheese and eat it on crackers. Yeah. Is it the like cleanest thing that you can eat? First of all, fuck that. Like this is a whole discussion that's happening on social media right yeah. now. That I love, there's no such thing as a clean food or a dirty food. There is just food. We've yeah. covered that before. However, some choices are better than others. Yeah. You your destiny exactly um don't overthink it like it can be as simple as you want it to be and remember just because your food might not be the most appetizing looking thing doesn't mean that it's not going to taste good i know that they say that we eat yeah. with our eyes but sometimes you make a meal and that motherfucker is just ugly like yeah. just yeah
1: ugly. like legitimately like that cottage cheese and tuna thing like not appetizing to the eye, but yeah. I think it tastes good. You can throw some buffalo sauce in there and then you've got like literally like 40 grams of protein. Like so one of, it's great.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite ways to dress up cottage cheese is to put ranch dressing seasoning in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So that
2: would be really good with tuna. You could do the ranch dressing seasoning. You could do the tuna, um, some bell peppers. Like when yeah, I worked in the Ivy Deli in high school, we used to charge people money per pint for cottage cheese with ranch dressing seasoning. <laughs>
1: in it. Right. Yeah. that's that's the most midwest thing i've ever heard Um, (laughs) (laughs) one other thing to mention that we've talked about before a lot the bro protein window does not exist for most of us most of us being sadie or i or most of our listeners are you an athlete do you train two or more times a day then don't worry about the protein protein window it doesn't exist for us we're normal ass people (laughs)
2: I mean, the even even science is very, you know, on the fence about whether or not the protein window is actually a thing. It just depends on who you ask, which I feel like you know, you're going to get that anywhere. So Hmm. take the information that you're given, make the best decision that you can given the information that you have and go from there. But for most of us, for normal ass people that just go to the gym to feel good and to, you know, move your body so that you're less angry fucking person. Right. Um,
1: or whatever your goals may be.
2: Yeah. Whatever your goals are. Like as long as you're eating balanced meals with protein being the centerpiece of your plate, you're going to be fine. Like after a workout, just eat your next normal meal. Like, yeah, don't wait six hours to right. eat after you work out. But if you eat like two or three hours after you work out, you're totally fine. You don't mm-hmm. need to slam a meal in in those 30 minutes. But if you want a snack, have a snack because oh, you're going to sure. probably be hungry after you yeah. finish your workout.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, typically most adults can aim to consume about 30 grams of protein per main meal. And you can supplement that with either higher protein snacks or like shakes to meet your protein target. Um, mm-hmm. We covered this on a Mythbuster episode a little yeah. while back about the protein myth, where they were like, if you have more than 40 grams of protein in a meal, it's bad for you. I mm. mean, there becomes a point where when you consume any type of food, your body can't use the nutrients after a certain amount of time because it's absorbed all that it can absorb. Protein's no different. Um, but the thing about protein is it's expensive and it keeps getting more expensive. Mm. So make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck out of your protein intake.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And like the other thing is like not and and I know that it's super hard for a lot of people to eat that much. They think it's so much protein. We're going to break down the how and why of, you know, 30 grams of protein roughly per meal in a couple questions from now. I get real nerdy about it. Um,
2: <laughs> Sasha is the protein queen. <laughs> undisputed. We need to, like, so we need to either have you like a championship fucking wrestling belt or I need to have a big ass crown made for you.
1: I do. I do love protein. I like talking about protein. I love no, giving people options for protein. It's my, I am the protein queen. I will accept you really that. Are. I will accept it.
2: <laughs> you, <are. laughs> you really are. And like you texted me last night and you're like, I'm so excited that we're going to do another episode about protein. Cause that's what I'm reading about right now. I'm like, this is the fun part where you get to apply the knowledge that you're learning to what right? we're doing.
1: Like, it's so much fun. I was like, I could like, yeah, for days we could do <laughs> literally probably five hours on protein, but we will not. We'll keep this Short-ish. Yes. Uh, the next thing that we're going to break down is plant versus whey protein because we do get this question a lot. Some people have issues with whey and or dairy, so finding other options is a must for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we dig into that, let's talk about how whey and plant protein are made. Um, whey protein is just what it sounds like—protein powder that's made from whey, which is the byproduct from making cheese. It's made by processing. Um, the way to get rid of carbs, fat, and extra water, leaving whey concentrate, which is the powder that you get, the most pure form of whey.
2: Yes. Um, So, yeah, when you make cheese, you have the casein protein, casein Mm -hmm. protein. I still haven't fucking looked up how to say this fucking word. I've heard it like
1: seven ways. Okay.
2: We're good good then. Um, Mm -hmm. It's one of those where it's tomato, tomato. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, the casein protein is the other half of milk. Um, It's the milk solids that you use to make cheese. Um, and then you have the whey. So, yeah, you take the rest of the stuff to make cheese fucks off and then you're left off with the whey and they do all the things to it. And then they add all the awesome flavors and boom, you have a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, plant protein, on the other hand, is made from ground up plants, a.k.a. plant meal, and then is processed further into an isolate. So when you hear like soy isolate, pea protein isolate, et cetera, this is what they're talking about. The most pure form of the protein from the
1: plant. hmm. Yep, and they're both going to be great sources of protein. If you're having a hard time eating protein throughout your day, um remember that they are supplements. So they're we're not ever going to tell anybody to replace your food with a protein shake. If you have a hard time getting it in, if you <laughs> That's what she said if you or if you're you're if you're short on time yeah, if, you know whatever just don't use it to replace a meal all of the time um don't have six shakes a day like i yeah. know people who that's the fucking uh what is it called slim fast diet don't do that yeah, don't God. do that you need food
2: please, you need actual please. food yeah um i mean a couple shakes a day like if you yeah. aren't if you aren't super hungry in the morning and you just want to make sure that you have something and you have a protein shake if you have one or two a day Dude, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, not sweating you for having protein shakes. Like, they exist for a reason. Just don't make make sure you're I not love protein them too much. Yeah, they're just,
1: yes. yeah, don't rely on them to get to, you, you know, yeah. all of your protein in, in a day is essentially what we're saying.
2: One, it's really fucking expensive. Two, yes. it comes with a shit ton of carbs involved. Um, and
1: you're going to fart your oh, butthole off,
2: <laughs> God, dude. When I used to be able to drink whey protein, I, it's such a travesty that I can't have dairy because I fucking love milk. Like, yeah. everyone's like, how are you lactose intolerant? I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> I don't I'll, tell like, I'll tell you how. Genetics. <laughs> yeah, my stomach decided that it fucking hates me. Um, but like, I used to drink the shit out of whey protein shakes because I had an endorsement for one of the radio stations I worked at with a local supplement company. Yeah. So I got like $150 in free shit a month. And so we drank mad protein shakes at our house and God did it always smell
1: like a dog fart. Yeah. In apartment. yeah. You're gonna fart a lot. Yep. <laughs> I, I yeah. Yeah, the I, protein toots.
2: <laughs> smells like a college dude's dorm room. Uh, yeah, right? not
1: great. Not great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you live with a teenager, you know uh, what
1: that's like. Uh, it's fucking awful. <laughs>
2: All right. So let's weigh the pros and cons of whey protein then no pun intended. Absolutely Uh. no pun intended. I did not do that on purpose. Uh Um, The pros of whey is that it's going to have more amino acids than plant protein again, because it's more of a complete protein because it's coming from an animal source. Mm -hmm. Um, These are going to be different aminos because obviously you have different food sources. So we're going to talk about what other aminos the plants have in a second. But whey has leucine, isoleucine, methionine and lysine, which are all of these play a huge role in protein synthesis in your body. Um, mm-hmm. half of them. So leucine and isoleucine do the protein synthesizing. The other two are part of your metabolism processes. Um, So protein is essential, not only to building muscle, but also to keep your fucking body firing.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it's responsible for so much. And like, that's the nerdy episode I want to do to illustrate why it's so important. And maybe in a, in a month or two, we'll do that. Cause it's, it's eye-opening to say the least. Yeah, uh, leucine, electric boogaloo coming your way soon, right? <laughs> uh, leucine and isoleucine are BCAAs. So when it comes to gains, whey has the highest biological value of any protein source. So it, absor- it absorbs super quickly. It's more readily digestible. And it's almost, um, and almost all the whey is consumed is absorbed into your bloodstream. So it's like uptake real quick.
2: Yeah, it's it's almost, it's not instantaneous, yeah. but it is, almost as quick as it's going to be. Um, yeah. By the way, talk about nerdy stuff. When I wrote these out, like I was really pushing my glasses back, back <laughs> up on the bridge of my nose real hard. Um, the, so whey is great, um, but there are some cons. So mm. one of them being that the main type of sugar in whey is lactose. Um, and you know where this is headed. Mm. So if you're dairy sensitive whey is going to likely be a no go for you, which I feel your pain. Let's all take a collective moment of silence for those of us that can't eat this beautiful food that is cheese <sighs> or drink protein shakes
1: Like do envy dude, any of you
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs> i loved the protein coffee like pre-mixed mm. shakes that you can buy like just the powder that you throw in a fucking thing of water and you go like i love that shit birthday cake flavored protein shakes are fucking delicious too and sorry. I can't have them. It's such a crime. I'm so pissed about it. Like, I've, I'm so annoyed by my lactose intolerance that I've actually looked up having my gut bacteria changed via fecal transplant, because that's one way that you can potentially get rid of lactose intolerance. All right. It's freaking all <laughs> nerdy today. <Hello. laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you missed us talking about poop. We're back. The park. <laughs> um, so if you're dairy sensitive, whey protein's not going to work. There are some types of whey protein that are lactose free, um, and they may work for you. But if it doesn't and you still have stomach troubles after the lactose freeway, there's a very real possibility that you could just have a problem with milk proteins in general. And if that's the case, please go talk to your doctor. Yes. Because uh, that is a major food sensitivity problem.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and some people can also be allergic to whey as it comes from cow milk. They're rare, but it's a thing to be aware of. And some people also have issues with constipation while using whey protein. This isn't normal and it's not like all of, you know, it's, it's pretty rare, but it could mm-hmm. be another sign of lacto- lactose intolerance um, from slowed gut movement.
2: Yeah. So if it gives you the runs or if it makes you stop shitting altogether, neither of those are normal. Please go see a doctor because you might have some digestive issues. Um, <clears throat> and they're the worst. Like, go get that shit handled.
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> like,
2: angry, Angry gut is the most miserable thing ever. And I don't wish that on anybody. So speaking yeah. of angry guts, if you have angry gut from dairy, let's talk about this plant protein. Plant protein is going to have different aminos because you're talking about a different protein source. Plant proteins are never going to be complete proteins except for soy. Soy is mm. the, the one thing that there's always exceptions to rules, yep. and that is soy. Um, so plant protein, for example, today we are just going to talk about soy protein. There are so many different types of plant protein. There's
1: rice that. protein. There, Yeah, yeah. there's tons.
2: There's a bazillion. Like yes. I, I literally said the word bazillion on TikTok so many times the other day when I was talking about protein because there are so fucking yes. many options that it's the best word <laughs> that I can pick every time. A multitude, a cornucopia, if you will. Um, but yeah, soy protein is what we're going to talk about right now for sake of ease. So it yes. has ar- arginine, phenol, phenylamine. Uh, God damn it. All these scientific words (laughs) with the Y's and the L's. It's terrible. And And tryptophan. (laughs) tryptophan, The easy one. We all know what tryptophan is. It comes in your turkey. Um, So phenolamine and tryptophan are both essential amino acids. So you're, you're not losing out by having plant protein. You're just getting different perks from it. Um, So if you need a refresher on those amino acids again, check out episode 29. We just scratched the surface, but we are going to talk about aminos more on the podcast in the future.
1: Yes. Um, Soy promotes muscle synthesis at a high rate. Um, And as we just mentioned, it provides a high concentration of BCAA. So, soy can help build muscle mass, but it may not be the most effective protein choice. It's middle of the road when it comes in the the games department versus whey. Kind of obvious reasons as we, you know, kind of just gone through that. But it's best when used as a blend with other proteins like pea, rice, or hemp proteins.
2: Yes. So, when you see a lot of plant-based proteins, oftentimes... It will be some sort of a blend mixture just because they're covering all of their bases. You can buy straight up hemp protein, you can buy straight pea protein, you can buy straight rice, you can buy straight, you know, soy protein. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you really want to make sure that you're covering all your bases and getting all of your vitamins and all that shit, um, especially if you're vegan or vegetarian, because It's really hard to make sure you get all your B vitamins when you're not consuming meat products. Um, Yeah, But make sure that you're covering all your bases. You want to be well-rounded. We always talk about being well-rounded. Your protein sources are those as well, if you can. Um, The biggest drawback about soy is that it has phytates. Um, They're actually considered anti-nutrients, so they actually will reduce availability of zinc and iron in your body. However they don't really affect your overall health as long as you're consuming them with a well-rounded diet. So TLDR, don't rely solely on soy for your protein needs, please.
1: Please. Um, (laughs) There's also another concern that soy can mess with your thyroid. So studies have shown soy to have a very mild effect on thyroid function, function Mm too. It's because isoflavones in soy can disrupt production of thyroid hormones. hormones. So if you have a thyroid condition, that might be something that you may want to consider.
2: Yeah, we're not by any means saying that soy is going to hurt you, but right. if you already have a touchy thyroid, definitely something to consider Um, and talk to your, you know, favorite medical physician about, please. Yes. Your doctor should be your friend, by the way. You should be able to, like, we should have – we. that's another episode for another day, too, that we, like, we're just fucking right in our list today. Hi, we've been gone for a minute, so we're right. – Welcome to the fucking the planning meeting while we're we're recording our podcast. But yeah, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Your doctor should be your friend. You should be able to trust them. They should be helping you, but you also should be advocating for yourself. So yes. um, something to consider if you have a thyroid problem. Um, And we have several followers that have Hashimoto's. So that is definitely something to think about. Um, Other buyers also stay away from soy because of phytoestrogen content. This is the biggest reason that soy is demonized. The mm-hmm. biggest the biggest. Um, they're chemical compounds that have estrogen like properties. So they are going to kind of act like a faux estrogen. Um, they stick to the estrogen receptors in your body. Uh, it can fuck up your hormone levels. If you are eating a bunch of soy again, please don't rely solely on soy for your protein source. Like tofu is great.
1: I was going to say, if you're vegan or vegetarian, there's so many options out there. Um, you've got lentils, you've got any kind of legumes. Um, I mean eat some freaking uh tempe or temp. What am I saying? <laughs> it's tempeh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Tempeh. Tempeh is soy. Um and then there's yeah, food, right. there's seitan. Seitan Yes, yeah, seitan,
1: seitan is what I was trying soy. to think of. They're
2: all delicious. But I think it's but, yeah. Um faux meat, you know, there's a lot of really good options out there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, soy yeah. soy on its own is totally fine. Just make sure that you're eating other other sources. Like we all know this. You shouldn't just be eating one type
1: of food. Right. Exactly. One, and, you'll get and bored you'll- to death. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, A, you're going to be bored to death, but B, you're also going to be way out of whack as far as like your nutrition intake, like your dietary oh, yeah. needs are very specific. And if you're not eating a diverse diet, like you're going to fuck that up. And mm-hmm. I know that's hard to hear if you're an adult that's eating chicken fingers, every meal that you go out to eat. But yeah, you should but up. eat a vegetable every now yes, and then. Please.
1: Throw a salad in there. Yeah. Um. So this last one, I did get really nerdy. Um. But not not like overly. I think it's important to understand. Yeah. Some of the numbers that go along with this, because you see them all out there. We're gonna try and break it down. As consumable as we can, so it's understandable, and you kind of know the reasoning why. So, from Hemistrong Coaching on TikTok, I'm interested in what role protein intake plays in changing body composition. Well, we are going to try, like I said, not to get overly nerdy here, but science, science. <laughs> Please uh, sue
2: us, Bill Nye. We love you. Yeah, Bill, 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 <laughs> Bill.
1: Uh, <laughs> After I learned about centripetal force. Right, inertia. Um, I miss grade school because of bill nye dude i saw bill nye
2: in person at the durham one time <laughs> oh like 10 years ago and it was one of the you coolest bitch. Fucking days of my life <laughs> it's for free it was amazing Man. like yes. dude bill nye is a fucking g like that he's an icon he's uh, an icon oh my god
1: um so there are piles upon piles of studies on the effect protein intake has on body composition yes. but here are some of the basics. Firstly. Consuming anywhere from 0.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight has been proven to uh, improve overall long term health and even sedentary, sedentary individuals. So, we're going to break down what those numbers mean.
2: Basically, it means eat your protein, but the low end of that <laughs> yeah. range is the 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That is the bare minimum that a human being, a human adult, adult humans should consume during the us or according to the usda's recommended daily allowance so to figure out how to calculate all of this and there are calculators out there There for you there's like we're not It's really really
1: not that complicated it's not
2: (laughs) but if you want to do it yourself because you like math um this is how you do it you divide your weight by 2.2 and then multiply it by 0.8 up to 2.2 so divide your weight By 2.2 and then decide to turn it into
1: kilograms you're turning your body weight into kilograms
2: that's what you're doing yes um i fucking hate the imperial measuring system like it was so great when we were kids and now it's like it makes no fucking sense (laughs) Ah! and then i lived in puerto rico where like your road signs are in kilometers but your speed signs are in miles per hour and it's like what the fuck are we doing it's, (laughs) it's so confusing and then some of your signs are in it's you have to really know the uh, metric system in Spanish very well. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise you're fucked. Um, but according to the um, NASM, so you take this number that you get after you divide it by 2.2. 2, and then you say, okay, self, how much protein am I going to try to eat? Am I going to try to eat 0. 0.8 or am I going to try to eat the full fucking 2.2? So then you multiply again and boom you get your number. Right. So consuming up to that 2.2 grams of protein per body weight is acceptable for even sedentary individuals just like Sasha said a second ago. So for another example, like you go up to 1.8.
1: So I I weigh 160. So this is yeah. my math here. I yeah. weigh 160. So I need to I put it about one eight, 1.8 uh, cuz that's like the mid-range. So 2.2 is moderate so, to yeah. high intensity exercising. Mm-hmm. Probably 5 to 6 days a week. I'm at four to five days a week, so I brought mine down a little bit to 1.8. There's a whole we can um, put in the notes, the graph um, that yeah. kind of tells you sedentary da 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 da, da and it yeah. goes down the line and gives you approximately what number you would use. But so I use 1.8, and I need about 130 grams of protein a day. Yeah, so,
2: I usually gravitate about 1.5 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it really depends. And this is something, this is totally one of those things that if you do it, you might have to fuck around with it a little bit to find your magic. Yeah. Number. Um,
1: well, and your mileage is always going to vary with things like this. This is, that's why the range is quite large. 0. 0.8 is literally what you need to have as an adult human. Like yeah. you have to have that much protein 0. 0.8. Um, it's literally the baseline. Like you have to have that much protein in a day. Yeah. Um, your mileage, uh, like I said, is always going to vary. So having a conversation with your nutrition coach or registered dietitian or your doctor to pinpoint your specific goals, whether that be fat loss slash body composition, like we're talking about here, muscle, muscle gain, which would be that losing fat mass, gaining muscle mass, your, your goals are just going to vary. So, um, by the way, <laughs> exceeding the proposed recommended daily allowance, so that low end, that 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight, poses few, if any, negative consequences. So Louder. eat your fucking protein. <laughs> Louder. Louder. Eat your fucking protein.
2: Eat your motherfucking protein. Please.
1: Have a very moment right now. I'm <laughs> Show
0: saying. me the protein. Show me the protein. <laughs> Hello.
1: At the end of the day, protein is essential to changing body composition when you're wanting to increase muscle mass and decrease fat mass. Just like I said, it It is is essential. Uh,
2: There is no discussion about that. That is well-documented and one of the most well-documented things, I think, Mm -hmm. in the world of fitness and nutrition, the correlation between protein and muscle synthesis slash muscle growth. Yeah. Yeah. Men, women—it doesn't matter. Women, yes, we will. If you have ovaries, um, you will, you know, put it on a little differently than mm-hmm. the dudes will. But the nuts and bolts are essentially the same. Um, protein is is very important component of your balanced diet. Make sure that you're eating it, um, and it is integral to enhance your training adaptation in people who exercise because it's synthesizing and helping your muscles grow. How do you get stronger? You tear your muscles apart and rebuild them. What helps? And
1: how do you rebuild them faster? protein protein Protein. so this is the nerdy part these next three little little segments here it's i changed some of the wording so that was understandable but this is this is a long part of it so that you know you need protein that's the too long, didn't read version. This is the nerdy version. So high protein diets may assist with fat mass reduction, like we said, through a variety of mechanisms, including enhanced resting and sleeping energy expenditure, important, Mm -hmm. elevated activity related energy expenditure, also important, increases in non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So when your body is at rest and you're not working out, so when you're standing, when you're sitting, when you're awake, you're going to burn more because you are eating more protein to facilitate building muscle mass. Muscle mass burns faster, like burns calories faster. So that's that even considering the afterburn effect of a workout either. Exactly. This is just by eating more protein and exercising more. Like when I'm standing here, Because I'm eating more protein, my non-exercise, just fucking standing around, activity thermogenesis. Remember why we said in one of those gym myth episodes that you don't need thermogenics because your body naturally does that. This is what we're talking about. Okay. And (laughs) a greater thermic effect of feeding relative to other macronutrients. So what does that mean? You're burning more based on eating more protein, like we said, but you're also having a greater, like you're expending more when you're, breaking down those other macro and micronutrients, if I'm that makes sense.
2: It just to make sure, but it's called the thermic effect of food. Um, yes. and it, yeah. The reference to the increase in metabolic rate that occurs after you eat food. So yeah, yes. I just wanted to make sure that I had that right. Cause that's one of those things, thermic effect and thermogenesis. I fuck up often and I want to make sure <laughs> that I don't do that. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, the thermic effect of food is really important. And this is why if you ever join us as a training or nutrition client we're going to ask you how much you're eating and we're not going to do it to judge you we're doing it to make sure that you're eating enough, enough because <laughs> of the thermic effect of food yes. yes um because it's really important you have I had to
1: have it you have my workout it. buddy um was at was like oh i just need to get more consistent with food and da 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 and i'm like well like what are you doing to to, to know how what your intake is like Right. And and then she like went through what she ate in a day and she had like two sous vide egg bites from Starbucks and then didn't eat again until like 5 p.m. and had a salad. And I'm like, that's like 900 calories, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Your body can't. (laughs) Yeah. We can't. (laughs) We can't capitalize one if we're not eating enough protein and two, your body at when the thermic effect of food is not ramping up because it's feeling like it has to hold on to that stuff. That's a whole other yeah. podcast. We've talked about it before, but yeah, that, that just made me think of that. <laughs> that's
2: the weird things that our bodies do for us when it goes into like survival mode is mm. it will hold on to certain types of food nutrients and water when mm-hmm. it feels like it is running out. Um so Yeah. Like, and this is why we don't like keto as, as a weight loss mechanism, because when you take carbs away from your body, total side note, even though we're talking about protein, but it's the same fucking theory and it applies here. So, um, when you take things away, your body searches for it and tries to like compensate for it. And if it can't compensate for it, the next time you introduce it back into your body, it's very likely not going to try to let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is why
1: at least for a little bit.
2: Yeah. And it's not forever. I mean, you can, you can fuck yourself up if you do a crash diet and you do it completely wrong. Like you can totally wreck yourself. Um, but most of the time it just, there's like an evening out process, Yeah. but yeah. So don't, don't deprive your body of the things it needs. Um, it's well known that protein does elevate muscle protein synthesis post exercise. We've talked about this before again, mm. um, which in theory should result in greater muscle muscle protein increase over time, which helps burn more. Like this is yes, again, they all, all
1: related.
2: <laughs> yeah. It all stacks right on top. It's all fucking Legos stacked on top of each other right now, yes. you know? So it, it again helps push your metabolism and what do we all want? Bigger muscles mm-hmm. and a faster metabolism.
1: Right. You know what gives bigger you ass. faster metabolism, more muscle mass <laughs> automatically. Yeah, yeah um, so your bigger ass too, more muscle, right, mass, Protein. I have the biggest. Um, so, just to like put this in summary, it is evident that total protein intake is an important factor for any alteration in body composition. I'm going to read that again. It is evident that total protein intake is an important factor for any alteration of body composition based on the current evidence protein protein Bro-teen. protein protein intake that exceed the rda so your recommended daily allowance may promote additional gains gains in lean body mass as well as a decrease in fat mass we keep repeating that because that's what i'm trying to get at yeah. however in order to best achieve a gain in lean body mass or a lot of or a loss of fat mass this is best achieved when complemented with a rigorous resistance training program
2: yeah. And we talk about the importance of protein. Like this is exactly why um, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: it, it just, you need it to do the fucking thing. Like there's no yeah, ifs, yeah. ands, or buts around it. Um, there's essential
1: it- functions in your body that can't be promoted without protein.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like they like, it's just, it, it's literally the most basic building block in your muscles. Like you, you need to have it. There's, there's no discussion about it. Like I feel like the people are like, "Oh, protein,
1: it's so bad for you," and it's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's not though.
2: a <laughs> nutrition no, book, bro. No, yes. obviously you haven't. Why are you talking about this?
1: What's and we've stuff? linked all of the articles that we used in this yes. episode. If you want to go read, um, I included the study that I pulled um, a lot of this information from, um, some information from NASM. We also linked ISSA um, for some of the things like, you know, soy versus protein so mm-hmm. or soy versus protein, <laughs> soy versus whey. But yes. we did like do our research on this. so. Yeah. We will do an episode where we get super nerdy, where we do talk more about the like literal essential functions of protein. Period. For a, just a, any normal diet, everybody should be eating more protein, especially in America. Um, don't know what the deal is. Well, diet culture, but anyway, that's yeah, another yeah. episode. <laughs> oh God,
2: we haven't done the diet culture episode yet either. That one. No, we
1: have not.
2: Sounds has been thumbtacked to the to the white to the fucking bulletin board for a while. You can't thumbtack things to the whiteboard. Wow. <laughs> You can stick a magnet to it, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Protein's awesome. Protein is great. Protein is good. You should be eating it like a good little meathead. We all should. So um, if you asked a question, we didn't answer it in today's episode. We are either answering on our TikTok account or we missed it. So we'll try to hmm. check those again. And if we didn't catch it the first time around, we'll do better. Um, yeah. <laughs> follow us on all the socials. We're everywhere at Meathead Test Kitchen except for Twitter. There we're MTK staff. Um, if you have any other questions, always please, you know, check out past episodes. We have show notes for most of the episodes. Some of them we've done off the cuff and we don't have show notes, so mm. they just don't exist. Sorry. Um, <laughs> those are all at meheadtestkitchen.com or you can shoot us an email. Hello at me.
1: Buy our merch, please. Um, Shop at at herdatmedia.com or it's linked on our website. Um, Stay tuned for Patreon. We are putting that together. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube channel in the meantime. Buy our training plans at meatheadathletics.com. And if you need a personal trainer or a nutrition coach, get more information on what Sadie is doing at meatheadathletics.com as well. I am working on mine, so it's coming. Meathead Test Kitchen. Out.
2: Join Sadie and Sasha. Every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.